What's going on? It is your good sis, Liz. And I just have one question for you. What are you hiding from? Yes, you. I know this is a very big and broad question. I also know you probably weren't expecting this question and you either haven't asked yourself this ever recently or you have and then likely didn't do much after asking yourself. But yes, I'm calling you out. So many of us walk around unintentionally and intentionally hiding. Hiding things about our identity. Hiding things about our actions. Hiding things to our own selves so we don't have to face the truth and maybe even hurt a little. We don't even realize that through this hiding, we are stopping our own blessings, our own growth, and we are limiting our own freedom and much, much more. After this brief and oh-so-very-catchy intro, be sure to stick around to hear about the ways in which we, yes, you and I, hide from ourselves or others, what to do about it, and also some advice for those supporters who believe their loved one is hiding something. In addition, my closing gem, as always, is a must-hear. back. I'm glad you're still here. My opening didn't scare you too much. Self-reflection and an accountable reminder can sometimes be scary if we aren't used to it, haven't had it in a while, or aren't expecting it. But no worries. This is a safe space. And feeling nervous or scary about self-examination is completely understandable. Now, back to this living and hiding thing. A while back, in random conversations with my mom, I could tell that she knew I was hiding something from her. You know how moms or mom-like figures in your life are? Now, not only were her spidey senses tingling from her feeling that I was hiding something, she could assess what I was able to handle in terms of being confronted on about it or not. And at that time, I wasn't ready. For the folks out there listening who can clearly see, there is a person in your life right now that is hiding. It's easy to want to help them by just directly bringing it up. However, that's not always beneficial. And what I mean by that is you confronting someone who is deliberately hiding something can cause them to one, bring their walls up even more, two, find other strategic ways to hide additional things, and or three, they start avoiding you altogether. Trust me, I know. I've been that person several times to several people for several years. My mom was so discerning and wise in her approach after intuitively believing I was hiding something that it ultimately helped me declare and accept to myself that I was hiding something because you know you can hide something all day and all night and know you're hiding it but never really announce it and call it what it really is to the man or the woman in the mirror. Her approach also led me to want to share it with her because she had already created this judgment-free, empowering, and secure space. And then lastly, It led me to being able to create this very episode to help others through the hiding process. Now, if you're wondering, well, what did your mom do? Because maybe you're on the end of trying to support someone who is hiding something, or you will be. Here are some of the things that my mom did, in my opinion, from my lens, 
And if you want to know more, you're going to have to take that up directly with the boss lady. Number one, she reassured me, both through her words and her actions, that our relationship and our conversations could just be ours at times. She confirmed to me that she understood everyone doesn't need to know everything. And this is important because a huge reason why people don't want to share things with others is because they wonder, well, then who will that person tell? And then who will that person tell? And so forth. Number two, she was vulnerable about her own experiences. And I'm talking the good, bad, and the ugly. Stuff I never knew she felt or experienced, she shared with me and without me asking. She was an example of how to boldly be vulnerable without knowing what the other person's response or reaction would be. You see, showing someone that you are imperfect goes a long way for someone who is trying to present perfect themselves. After all, a lot of people are hiding because they know whatever is going on may not be deemed as acceptable. Number three, she was extra present in our one-on-one conversations. And I know you're thinking, well, shouldn't you always be present? Yeah, true. But no, there were some moments where I could see she intentionally shut out everything to lock into every single word, facial expression, and body movement. I believe that she knew that at any moment, I could slip up and share something that could confirm what she was feeling about me hiding. Or my slip up would lead her to asking further questions to uncover what I was hiding. It's important to stay locked in because for a person that is hiding, it's really a full-time job. And at some point, people always get tired of their job. Number four, she provided a sustainable amount of support and accountability. You have to know when and how to practice both. If you just support, people might not rely on you because they think that they might only get sugar and fluff from you. On the opposite side, if you are constantly holding them accountable and they didn't request for that, they may feel judged every step of the way. So you got to know when to implement each. Number five, she also know when to make statements and drop scriptures or quotes or wisdom in which she knew will cause conviction in my soul and my actions. You know those statements where you're watching or you're listening to something and you walk away from it, but it's still on your mind and heart because it was so true and applicable like that. Number six, she also knew when it was time to ask questions and not questions in like a nosy or bothersome way, but more so in a very thought provoking, strategic, self-reflecting way. Some counselors, including myself, when we have individual one-on-ones, we ask these questions more so rhetorical questions to get you to really think about whatever we're asking you. Think about it on your own time too. Number seven, she was consistent and patient. Although she probably had moments of frustration and wanted to just call me out or tell me how she really felt about what she thought was going on, she knew that she had to maintain a certain demeanor to build trust and get more and more out of me each time we spoke. And lastly, number eight, Man, let me share this gem with you that really helped me begin doing my self-work to tear down those hiding walls. She told me, you know, there's a difference between stigma and shame. And with shame, you can't walk away from that. I said, huh? What does that mean? She said, think about it. Stigma pertains to external things, other people's beliefs, opinions, and thoughts about you or something. But shame? When you begin to feel shame about yourself and your actions, that's internal. 
The dictionary states shame as a painful feeling that's a mix of regret, guilt, self-hate, and dishonor. She goes on to say, Alyssa, if you ever reach that dark, hidden place of shame, you need to self-examine and make some changes because that's a horrible place to be and God never intends for any of us to stay in that place. You deserve and are worth so much more. I just said, wow. If you are listening and you have no idea that you're even hiding, I pray for you. I pray that God opens your heart, your eyes, your ears, and your mind to pay more attention to the ways in which you may be living and hiding. I pray this because hiding while still having happy moments can be confusing, but don't be fooled. And let me ask this. With all of your actions in the last 30 days or in this current season of your life, would you mind if your loved ones were to take a peek at you and your every moves? Now, I'm not asking from the perspective of you needing to live up to their expectations. I'm asking this from the perspective of you being able to say yes or no to living out certain morals and core values that you and your God have established for you. And if your answer is yes, as in yes, you do mind if they were watching and know about all your movements, you may very well be living in hiding. And if you're thinking, well, God is watching at all times and he's the one we should be living up to, I wholeheartedly agree with that. But I'm not going to ignore the fact that sometimes we take for granted his forgiving nature and ability to give us free will. So that's why I had to ask that question. Now, I know, I know if you're anything like how I was or who I'm breaking out of, you're probably saying, well, Lisa, I'm not hiding. I'm living privately. I'm living a private life. Oh, okay, okay, private one. Well, let me share this. There's a difference between living in hiding and living in privacy. So let me break it down for you a little. Hiding is referred to as concealing something or someone. Synonyms refer to it as to stash or stow away, to camouflage, mask, disguise, or suppress. Privacy equals being free from being observed or disturbed by other people. Synonyms include retreat, solitude, isolation, peace quietness, seclusion. So I challenge you to really take a moment and ask, are you really living privately or are you living in hiding? Now, if you've reached the point of acceptance of yourself, you know what? I am hiding. I'm hiding the fact that I'm really not consistently happy, even though that's what I present to others. I'm in relationships with people that I have no business being in relationships with, and I don't even tell my family or friends really. I need to heal from some things from my past and forgive myself and or others. I need help, even though I tell everyone I'm okay and I'm good. If you can state and admit to any of those things for yourself, I so welcome you into that space. It's okay to be there, but it's not okay to stay. So what's next? Once you've made it to the point of admittance. Great. Now you need to unpack. Admitting in one sentence is great, don't get me wrong, but chances are you've been walking around with that statement and much more for days, months, or even years. So with that one sentence of admittance alone, it's not going to fully do the trick. You can unpack through journaling, talking it out with people who you trust and that know you and your journey well, so they can help you identify things you may not recall or initially think are even worth unpacking. After you've done some self-work unpacking, I always encourage inviting a counselor in to flip that suitcase upside down one more time, smack it a bit, and get the rest of that stuff out and up to the forefront. The next part of the journey typically includes a full surrendering 
and allowing things to fall off of you. It sounds easy, but initially it's not. You have to choose to surrender. Choose to say, you know what, I was wrong or I didn't want people to know about this because I was embarrassed and felt ashamed. Or I need more help than I thought. Accept where you were or are, especially because we can't change it. And in this process, you'll also have to extend grace to yourself. Forgive yourself. Be kind with yourself. Examine root causes for why you've been hiding and didn't ask for help. Explore them because if you don't, you will likely end up in the same place or begin patching bullet hole wounds with band-aids when those wounds really need a full-blown surgery, recovery, and a treatment plan. And when I say band-aids, I mean quick and temporary fixes, filling any voids that you don't even know you have by picking up unhealthy and unsustainable habits and not treating your whole entire body as the temple that it is. Now, I don't mean to call anybody out, but some of those things include drinking, drugs, poor eating habits, smoking. And if you think, well, those don't apply to me. Okay, well, how about filling voids by getting in premature, unhealthy relationships? Over-sexualizing your body, treating yourself or others poorly. All of these things and much more are actions oftentimes correlated with us hiding something about ourselves, our identities, our actions, and not taking the necessary steps to get help and come out of hiding. And don't be afraid to come out of hiding because this may very well be the breakthrough someone else needed to see or experience to get them through. Share your testimony. And if you're thinking, Well, I want to hear more of your testimony. What were you hiding from your mom? Don't worry, it's coming. Before I close out, let me talk to the big man. God, I thank you for using me as a vessel to share this message with our listeners. I pray that it was received in full with love and encouragement. I pray that those listening that need help coming out of hiding use this very episode as a sign and a new beginning to seek the help that is needed. It is in your holy name. We pray. Amen. All right, y'all. We made it through another episode. And now for my closing gem, which is two quotes in one and not even remixed by me at all. You are not alone. Everyone has problems. Some people are just better at hiding them than others. We hide behind our walls because we think they protect us when really all they do is prevent us from touching whatever wonderful freedoms live on the other side. Be sure to follow me on Instagram at No Water Added Podcast and subscribe to my YouTube channel if you're into that sort of thing. My name on there is Alyssa Latrell. As always, take care and respect yourself.